new CBS Monday. Federal agents! Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. Time to set it up! New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violin Island, you got him. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii, Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? It is a huge night. What was the truth from you? Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. Kind of a different episode this week. Um, obviously, man, Tigers are experiencing, uh, the Tiger football team experienced kind of a tough loss this past Friday. And and I really wanted to kind of expand the conversation a little bit. I wanted to have a conversation um, with somebody that has been through, um, you know, five years here on the Memphis team. Um, a guy that I've gotten to know, I feel pretty well over the last couple of months. Someone who I respect um, immensely. Um, I respect his his mentality, his mind frame, his mindset, how he goes about doing his business. Um, I got the OG on the defensive line, man. I got Jalen Allen back on with me, man. What's up, Jalen? Yes, sir. Nice to be here again. Yes, sir. Man, how you is, doing? This is like the fourth time, man. I I, I feel like I feel like. Um, I, I just every time we talk, I just get I get off the, the call with you, and I'm like, I just enjoyed this dude, man. I want to have him back on as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, we definitely get closer every time we talk. So it's definitely been a good year so far. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So um, obviously, uh, you guys are are turning the page from a tough weekend. Um, you know, a, a 33 to 32 loss to Houston um, at the uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Um, a tough loss, man, and I think I think everybody, coaches, players, fans alike, have experienced a wide range of emotions since since that game. What was your, you know, we get to talk to you, and I think it's kind of unfair that you guys have to come straight to the media right after a game like that and talk to us. Um, but I couldn't think of anybody better to do that than you, because um, you're such a class act and you handled yourself so well. And honestly, man, like. I was listening to you talk at the post game and was just like, man, this dude is wise beyond his years in the way that you in the way that you handled those things and the way that you even answered some questions. Um, how are what was your immediate reaction when you were having to sit up there on that stage? Were you still kind of in shock or what were your thoughts? Where were you at? Uh, yeah, I would definitely still say I was in shock because, you know, 
everybody thought we were going to win the game. So it kind of just threw me for a loop. But like I was saying, when I went in that uh, locker room and I just looked at everybody's face and looked how many people was trying to help people up more than tear them down and, you know, say, oh, it was his fault. Or, oh, it was his fault. Or, coach this or coach that. It was just more helping each other up, picking his chin up, telling him this is not the last game. So it was kind of it was kind of hopeful for me. It was like, okay, even though this is probably one of our lowest moments right now, I'm finding things to look forward to, you know? So how does that, that happen, though? Like, how does that for your team? I mean, because I'm sure you've been a part of teams before that – would have been finger pointed that that kind of a game would have broken the back of a team what does that tell you like immediately in the aftermath of that game the response was pick each other up the response was uh, you know hey let's instead of hurting individually let's hurt together I mean you said that in the post-game press conference you had this quote that I thought was just you know really really good you said man we need to sit in this pain for tonight so how how do you how does your team get to that point where you're able to sit in that pain together instead of separately? Oh, uh, I feel like that was built before the season even started. You know, like that has to be real brother brother uh, brothership and getting together and actually knowing my teammates to kind of help us get past stuff like that. Because if we get past in the summer where we all dying together. It's kind of like now I know you at your your worst moments when you got snot running out your nose and throw up on the ground. That these moments, I'm hoping to lean on you as you're hoping to lean on me. So, so what did Jalen Allen do to sit in that pain on Friday night, Saturday morning? What did you do? Like, what what did that look like? Because I know a lot of Tiger fans. I know what they did. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> uh. Most of it, I think I can say on the recording, but nah. <laughs> I had I had some buddies from uh, back home. They were visiting for the game, so they really kept my my head out of it and made sure I was good. And I had some buddies from the team, so I was letting them meet and you know just talk about what the hell went wrong. So we were just trying to figure it all out. So. They kept me. They definitely kept me in high spirits, though. I mean, it's got to be nice to have brothers that you are able to, you know, not just not just people on your team, but people from home that were there with you that night, right? Like that that, yeah. that helps you realize. There, there's got to be a part of it that helps you realize, like, hey, man, like as important as this was, as important as this game was, it's a game, and there is yes. life outside of this game. And so you got to yeah. experience that almost immediately. Your brothers were almost from, immediately. Your brothers from Houston were were in town. Your family on the team was here in town. Like you got a chance to just kind of, kind of disconnect from that game almost immediately, right? Yeah, yeah. Perspective, and I feel like perspective is is such a, a lost thing nowadays because you could be so involved in something, just like social media. Like people be some become so engulfed in it that they can't separate it from their real life. And that's where you get like depression and anxiety because you can't separate and look at it from another perspective. Because at the end of the day, it's a game. 
you know, as much as I love football, I know that one day it's going to end for me. So it's life out there. It's real life. I love it, man. So we're going to move away from this game, the Houston game, and talk about ECU a little bit. But I just wanted to ask you, as you've taken you, – you've had a chance to – sit in the pain you've had a chance to gain some perspective with your brothers with your family on the team it's also been a couple of days where you've been able to like get back to the facility start to recover you know go through game film things like that what do you think happened during that fourth quarter what happened on friday night man i would just say we had multiple opportunities to end the game and we just did it and every opportunity we didn't end the game they had a chance to win it. So I would say at least from the plays I've just seen, it was 15 to 10 plays where we could have ended the game, gave it back to the offense, and they could have took a knee and been off the field, you know? Or the special teams could have, you know, did something different to get offense back the ball or just to stop them. So it was, it was a combination of a lot of things. I just feel like as a team, we had so many opportunities to win the game. And we just let it slip through our hands. So, you know, for finish. the last couple of weeks, for the last couple of weeks, when we, when me and you have talked, and then when I've heard you talk in some availabilities, the the one phrase that I hear from you is this: just this word of finish, right? Like finish. you've been talking about finishing and finishing and finishing, um, finish. and that you even reiterated that on Friday night in the post game. You talked about man, like that is just something that we have to do and and I guess the interesting part about it is is the times that you talked about finishing before came and wins where y'all were way ahead and maybe maybe the last few minutes a couple of drives of the game the opposition was able to score some you know points points that didn't ultimately impact the game but but made the score look made the the final result look a little bit closer than what what it actually was um in this Houston game, it actually came back that 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 lack of finishing actually came back and bit y'all right. Like it ended up, yep, the ultimate in the butt. But it bit you in the butt. So, um, as you guys got back to the facility on Sunday, I don't even know. I, I'm sure you guys uh, took Saturday off, but on Sunday or whenever you got back to the facility, what was the overall mood of the team, of the coaches, of the players? Like were guys, um ready to turn the page and move on or or what what was the overall mood in in the facility at that point uh yeah i feel like it was it was more of like a shake back like everybody was ready to shake back everybody just wanted to throw it away you know leave it in the past go on to the new thing but i feel like you definitely have to like i said you have to soak it because you have to learn your lessons from it if you didn't learn your lessons from a loss you didn't you did nothing is, is the annual stands with two things, losses and lessons. So you have to be able to learn from your losses. You got to be able to know, okay, now that I was talking about finish so many times, this is when, when we didn't finish, how it came back to bite us in the butt, stuff like that. So I just feel like the the, the mood that day was learned, like from the mistakes, because clearly it's important. So. So you were asked in the post game press conference about changes that need to needed to be made. And it's easy to ask those kinds of questions. And I'm just I'm gonna say it as a media member, it's kind of easy to ask those questions um after a loss, 
um, especially after a loss like what happened on Friday night against Houston, it's easy to ask those kind of questions and say, hey, what kind of changes needed to be made? And you had an interesting response. You said nothing, right? Like we don't like there's there's no big overhauls that we need to make. There's things that we need to do better. But there's For no sure. like massive overhauls that we need to make. Yeah, because like like it was the third, fourth quarter, we held them to seven points. So it's just like we have all the pieces here. Is is nothing we need to do to to change the pieces. We just need to ensure them to make sure by the end of the game we still together. Everybody's still apart. Everybody's still foot on their neck to win. You know. So I don't feel like it's really just big changes we need to make. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, those first, I mean, the, the first three quarters and half of the fourth, you know, you talk about, you know, it's, it, you know, with media after the game, that there's this idea that you have to get, you know, kind of hot takes out there and the first the first reaction to the game. And, and I was even talking to some guys today at the facility, and I was like, listen, y'all's whole story had to change after that fourth quarter, like – if, if things had gone the way that they had – if things had finished the way that it had gone for the first three and a half quarters, um, the stories would have looked completely different. The narrative coming out of that game would have looked completely different. And the the big takeaway for me in that is just because the final result was what it was doesn't negate what the first three and a half quarters looked like. And I, and I agree with you. Like, there was just a physical total domination in those first three and a half quarters on the field. There was – literally nothing that Clayton Toon and and that offense could do against the team against your defense um what was y'all's mindset like during that game I mean did y'all know like coming into the game like we have a great game plan we know what we need to do we have the pieces in play here we are going to do we are going to we are locked in and dialed in and we are going to stop these guys from scoring the ball moving the ball really yeah well our first thought was gotta stop the run because we knew they had good backs with four uh, and 20. But we knew four was out because he had injured his ankle. So we were just dealing with 20. So we were thinking more stop the run and then contain two, which was working. But, yeah, we had a good plan. Like like you said, we had a great plan. We had the pieces in place for the plan. It just things got away from us for the end. So how do you turn the – like how do you um... – it's it's a necessity, right? Like you have to turn the yeah. corner. You got a game on Absolutely. Saturday against ECU. Um, how are you guys feeling going into this game? Are you are y'all still as confident? Like this, it feels like to me that the loss against Houston doesn't doesn't shake the confidence of the team. Like you guys know where you're at. You guys know who you are, and the your confidence hasn't been hasn't been shaken because of that game against against Houston on Friday. I don't know. I still think we're some of the best teams in our conference, and we still have every goal that we can reach. Just because the conference is so level this year, it's like everybody's on the same playing field. So I still think we can get every goal that we we strive for. We just got to go one game at a time right now. It's, 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 but ECU's not, not a runover. You know, they played tough against uh, NC State. And then their last game, what was Tulane? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just lost. So I know they're going to come in hungry, and we're going to come in hungry too. So I know it's going to be a dog fight. 
Well, that ECU Tulane game was interesting because those are your next two opponents, right? So uh-huh. it was an interesting game to watch because you know it's literally the two opponents that you guys are facing off in the next two weeks. You're going to be, um, you know, we're playing in the game on Saturday. Um, ECU has a great quarterback, man. They got a quarterback that can sling the ball, that's big, that can run, that is literally kind of the heart and soul. They've heart and soul of their offense. They've got a running back that's 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 fast and 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 can if he get, catches the edge can get around and 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 do his thing. But um, I think overall, um, you know, ECU's a tough team, and y'all are playing them in in East Carolina, so. Um, Again, like 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 we've talked about, I, I I feel like, you know, the goals that you guys have in place before the season are still all in front of you. I mean, you're right there, right there. How do you make sure that 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 taste of Friday night isn't in your mouth as you move forward? Because these are still two huge games. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I just have to stress the importance of how big these games are, and what we can do to maximize our goals instead of, you know, hiding our tails. Because at the day, this Memphis, we have to go through adversity every week. Almost. We had to do shoot up half the city. So we always have adversity. We just have to know how to push through it. That Memphis comes with adversity. So don't expect just to come in easy. It comes with it. If you're in Memphis, you're going to face adversity. Well, listen, man, I, I, again, I have enjoyed get, getting to be able to talk to you over the last few months. Um, you know, I know um, there's something special about um, having somebody on the team who has been through it all, that has been with the team for so long. Um, and again, like I said, you know, that I, I really enjoyed hearing your um, analysis of the game and, and hearing how your working through the the mental side of of what happened on Friday night and um I think it's super interesting how your guys's confidence hasn't been shaken and I think a lot of that comes from the veteran players like yourself like Quindell like Zay you know on the defense all the um the veterans on the offensive side of the ball too but man I I I think um gaining that perspective and hearing you know, kind of your mentality in terms of how this will not defeat you ultimately in the season, that that loss is just a loss and we move on and we get better and we learn from it has been super interesting, man. And I just want to appreciate, I just want to say thank you for, for joining me and, and being that guy, man, your energy is just, you know, super, super um, inspirational, man. So I really appreciate you joining me. Well, I want to say appreciate you. And if any Tiger fans listening, just don't give up on us. We need everyone. If some of y'all can make it to East Carolina, we'll love that. So go Tigers, man. Be all in. I'm all in. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information.
Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy.